Welcome to Tangent. How was that? That was good. That's probably the most normal intro you've ever done. Probably. Good job. Well, thanks. It's good to be here with you, Jack. It is a pleasure as always. It's always so weird talking to you because I can never even see you. I know. Because you got a big old mic in your face. You you mount it upside down. You didn't mount it up like I do. Do you want me to switch it right now? Yeah, I want you to switch okay, it. Okay, fine. It's going to be noisy. That's okay. It's worth it. I, I need someone to look at when I'm talking. Oh, wow. You could just flip that? Did you not know this? No, I didn't. You work in IT, my friend. You better learn. This is mechanical. This is not <laughs> IT. I don't, mess, I don't mess with arms. What if you ever have to set up a mic for somebody at work? This is actually way better, I feel like. Oh, too. yeah. I like this. I can actually see you now. Yeah. How you doing? Good. How good. are you? I'm good. Life is good. Good. All right. Well, we got ourselves uh, a roar, rip roaring episode on traveling through time. Yes. So uh, stay tuned for that. But first, what are we drinking today? We are drinking the Pear Edition Sugar Free Red Bull. They didn't. Ha- this is the only Red Bull that. Well, okay, there was regular Red Bull that was sugar free, and then this one that was sugar free, and there were no other sugar free ones. I thought all the flavored ones were sugar free, though. No, none of. Well, if they are, they don't have the big blue sugar free band around it. Oh, really? This is the only one that did, and there wasn't an unsugar free, a sugared version. Unsugar free. Yes, yeah. I believe that's the. Uh, I just really like pears, so I think I think it'd be good. Let's try it out. Okay. I'm hoping for like a pear jelly belly type flavor because those are delicious. Those are good. That's the only pear thing I've really ever liked. You don't like pears? I like them. I just don't like the texture of them. They're kind of weird, but I like the flavor. Hmm. Give it a sniffer. Uh, It doesn't smell like anything. It smells more like regular Red Bull. It smells like the taste of regular Red Bull to me. Hmm. Okay. Let's give it a go. Tastes like pear juice. Yeah, that's good. Lightly carbonated pear juice. Yeah. Like when I open up my, crack open my can of sliced pears. It's, it's like, that's what it tastes like at the bottom. It's really smooth. It is. I like that. Sugar free. For some reason, it reminds me of Christmas. Really? I don't I'm, know why. Did you get pears in your stocking for Christmas or something? No. My mom did that with uh, cuties and oranges for really? some reason. Hmm. Is that a Christmas thing, or is that just what my mom did? Cuties and oranges? I could see oranges being a Christmas thing. It was like either or kind of thing. Oh. One year it'd be oranges, the next year it'd be cuties or whatever. It was always oranges and beef jerky. I always got sunflower seeds, salt and vinegar chips, and beef jerky. And my mom also... Still, when I was like 11, they started giving me Axe body spray. Nice. Axe shower gel. They still give me Axe in my stocking every year. I'm like, got to tell my mom, mom, I've graduated to Old Spice now. So, (laughs) yeah, it's like uh, when you graduate high school, you graduate from from Axe to Old Spice. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, today. We're going to be talking about time travel, as for, uh, aforementioned, and it's 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 a crazy crazy good time. We got some a uh, lot. A lot. <laughs> uh, how many stories we got? Oh, we got we got a lot. We're going to see how many we can fit in because I, we've got like six or seven. But I'm thinking we're going to get three or four. And the thing is, there are. Th- <laughs> 
gosh. We can never just have a normal episode, can we? Speaking of which, I was editing. The episode just went up. And when you kicked... Uh, did you listen to the... I did. You, I can't hear me you, kicking the table. You, like you kicked the table and you go, Ah, sorry, I kicked the table. You can't hear anything. There was anything. no noise. No noise, yeah. I left it in because it was funny because well, it just sounded like you were being an idiot. I figured you edited the table kick out nope. but left that in there because it's so silent. Like, there's no noise at all. It's like, it's like comically silent at that point. Yeah, it's like... Oh, I kicked the table. Like, <laughs> and I freaked out because it was. I kicked it really hard. Yeah, well, these mics and these. Uh, what are these called? They like make them float in bungee cords. The boom sticks. The boom know. arms. I don't know. They're doing a good job, is what I'm trying to say. Whatever yeah. they are. Um, what were we talking about? Time travel. Time travel. Uh, who's starting us off? You want to go with your story? Or you want me to start with my story? Uh, we can start with. Well, I just wanted to give. Like a general overview of kind of where society's at with time travel right now. Cool. Because I feel like it's been something in the minds of humanity for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's something that's unique to really just humans because we've kind of created time as a construct. Because time is relative to wherever you're at you know, right. in the universe and... Since humans are, as far as we know, the only sentient beings in the universe, we're the only ones that really track time in a linear way. But time is so different than just—it's just, time is just an interesting concept. The more I learn about it, and not just Earth time, but like universal time, and how time interacts and changes throughout the universe, it boggles my freaking mind. And it's such a complex mm-hmm. com like concept to me but i mean time travel's been in the public eye and kind of pop culture for a while you have movies and comic books dating all the way back to the 40s 50s probably earlier than that that go through time travel like back to the future in the 80s which by the way great movie trilogy overrated really in my mind yeah see i had actually now having watched them like two months ago i might agree with you they're great don't get me wrong they're good movies but the, that and Ferris Bueller's Day Off oh, are so overrated what? in my mind. Dude, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is still great. It's overrated. Uh, I could see the Back to the Future just because I feel like the first movie holds up all right. It's not a great movie, but it's fun. Like It's mm-hmm. a fun movie to watch. But the second and third are just the exact same movie in a different time. That's what bothers me about the series. Is everything in the movies is the exact same. Like They play the same jokes, have the same scenarios and situations. Yeah. So in that sense, the series doesn't quite hold up. But the first movie, to me, is still like one of my favorites of all time. Just because it's a classic. I love it. Well, I respect your opinion. But there's a lot of pop culture out there about time travel. Oh, yeah, of and course. things like that. So... Um, I mean- like what Marvel, the biggest entertainment business in the world right now. Don't you mean Disney? Uh, I guess, yeah. They they their last two movies were about time travel. Well, I don't actually remember. What were their last two movies? Well, uh, the Infinity War, Endgame. Which one? Which one came before the other? Infinity War and then Endgame. Okay, so Endgame, they did the time travel thing, right? Yeah. There was, a, I think there was another one that had to do with time travel. I won't lie to you. I haven't seen any of the Avengers movies since Age of Ultron. 
oh, well, you're not missing out on much. Just, like, take Age of Ultron and then, like, add, like, 30 more characters. <laughs> That's what you missed. I don't know why, but I've never... Not that I don't like superhero movies. I've just never gotten into them. I just never hmm. got on the the hype train for them. I enjoy them. They're good. Like, I enjoy them, too, but... All of Marvel's are the same movie in my mind. Yeah. But... But anyway, going back to time travel. Right, right. So the first thing that I ever saw that had to do with time travel was Back to the Future. But the first kind of like pop culture thing that I ever saw were were some pictures. I saw these a few years ago and I showed them to you earlier. There's one of like the hipster guy who back in the 1930s, he's it's this guy and he's photographed in this group of people. That one's the most convincing for me. Yeah. Like it just looks like. I don't know. Like. It looks so out of place. Yeah, like it's it is weird, and it's something. A lot of the other photos I've seen of supposed time travelers, like you, really have to look and be like, okay, I could stretch that maybe. But this one kind of jumps out right off the bat of like, right. hey, that guy doesn't fit in because he's a younger guy. Looks like he's probably early twenties. If you're listening, go to our Instagram or our Facebook right now and look at it because we're gonna post them. And you can look at them alongside with us. Right. Um, but this one is the it's like black and white photo of like a crowd, right? Yeah, it's a crowd of older people. It's called If you look up time, well, you're going to see it. Time traveling hipster is what they call it. And it's just, yeah, this crowd of older people, like 1930s era. So all the men are in suits with the classic hats on of the day. Um, everyone in the picture except for this guy looks to be older. Like there's a guy right in the front of the picture that looks like he's 70 or 80, you know? Um, Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that guy, he might actually be dead. He's that old. (laughs) He does have his eyes closed. (laughs) Um, but yeah. And then there's just, he's the guy, the hipsters right behind him. You can see he's got some funky looking kind of like Willy Wonka from the new Willy Wonka glasses on. More like goggles, I would say, but they look yeah. like sunglasses. And then he's got a button-up shirt with a t-shirt underneath it with, like, a screen-printed logo. Yeah, it looks like a, like a, just like a graphic tee that you would find at Walmart. It kind of looks like a letter M to me, mm-hmm. but, I mean, it's covered up, so you can't quite tell. But it definitely looks like a graphic tee, which I don't think they had those back in the 30s. It looks like he's, was he holding, like, a camera or something? Uh, I can't quite see his hands, but maybe he's not holding anything. Maybe he's just like it... kind of hands at his side, but kind of looks like he's holding something. Yeah, I mean that could be. It just looks like the collar of a shirt, but that could be like a strap too. Um, kind of the V there. Yeah, see, that's know. what I thought. Like maybe it was like a camera around his neck or something. But even his hairstyle, like back then, the men like I feel like back then men wore trimmed haircuts. This guy oh, yeah. kind of has for, like wavy for that hair. time period. It's long and. Yeah, just kind of like more unkempt. And you might even have remnants of like a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, plus he just looks like he just doesn't look like the people of that time period to me. Like his facial features are just, you know, like you can just tell he looks more like, like a modern so person. So if you go to the to the like guy in the very bottom left photo, that guy looks like he could be the same the same age. Yeah. Give or take a few years. Right. Like, he's, I mean, obviously he's, I don't know, I can't tell, but, I mean, he's not as old as everyone else around him, so I'm like, you can kind of compare those two and see. Yeah. 
there's something off about this guy. But yeah, just just interesting that he's sitting there. Um, there's another really famous one of a similar guy uh, in a 1917 photo that looks like a surfer dude. So if you look up 1917 surfer guy, time traveler, you'll find something on it. He's surfer. sitting kind of on a rock on a beach with a bunch of people and super old timey. Like there's a woman in front of him with a dress and a, like a top hat on. And okay, I think I found it. Which one? Which so he's in the like the middle left sitting on a rock and he's in shorts and a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. And he just kind of looks more like a modern surfer guy, you know, whereas everyone else is like formally dressed up. That lady right in front of him is in a dress and just kind of looks out of place too. that one. Not so much to me. Um, But then there's another couple like there's a really famous one in a Charlie Chaplin movie. There was an extra lady that was an extra in the movie and she's walking across the set. There's a video of it. She's holding like a black device up to her ear and talking into it. And people claim that it's a cell phone. First thing to me with that is, if it was a cell phone, who would she be talking to? Hmm. There's no towers. There's no <laughs> service. Like, there's no probably way to charge that cell phone back then. I don't know. Maybe she came with someone else. Maybe. Time traveling, and that's. But how did they get service? There's no infrastructure. Uh, no Bluetooth. cell companies. Oh, Bluetooth. Okay. They're Bluetooth to each other. Oh, okay. I get you. So they're within... The other one's 30 feet away from her. They downloaded the signal to their phones before coming. Is that right? Yes. They're using Hotspot? Right, yeah. Okay. They, they, they charge their phone with, you know, 5G. And then... Oh, yeah. They were releasing the 5G. I get you. Yeah. Giving everyone the coronavirus. Yeah. Right. But... Yeah, yeah that one... A, that one... I don't... That one's a little bit different. It kind of just looks like she's just kind of like doing this kind of thing, like kind of maybe just rubbing the side of her head or maybe like doing her hair like this, like kind of pushing hair back. Yeah. Well, so I, I don't doubt that she's holding something. You can see a There's black box. something there, but... But I also researched apparently the German company Siemens that makes electronics. They uh-huh. made like a hearing device back then. That looked exactly like that. It was a black oh, really? box. And apparently, I think GE was was kind of doing the same thing. And so people say it was a hearing aid or hearing implementation. That's a big you know? hearing aid. Right? That's a big old honking right? hearing aid. Well, look how technology has come. Now yeah, that's true. They're invisible. But back then, I'm sure that thing was like a lifesaver for people, you know? So that's my, my thing on that. The hipster guy, weird. I mean, you can get clothes back then, so it's not too far out of the loop, but that kind of clothes with a screen-printed T-shirt, I don't know. Um, I am buying it. Yeah. I mean, to me, the more I think about how a person time travels, I don't even know how it works. Like, I get how it works with, like, you have to go faster relative to what's around you to be able to travel backwards or forwards but it still just doesn't quite make sense like it doesn't quite click in my brain as to how that allows you to move through time it's a theory of relativity right well time like we made like we made time we called it time and so really we're traveling through something that is more or less unknown to us like you know Mm -hmm. there's some natural law that's being manipulated have you seen uh, Into the Universe by Stephen Hawking? No. It's a, it's a documentary. Would 10 out of 10 recommend uh, to watch. It's only like 45 minutes long. Hmm. But he goes into 
the theory of relativity like into super good detail and it's actually quite interesting and also he talks about how traveling back in time is a paradox in and of itself which i'm not going to get into that now because it's 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 mind-boggling but it's super interesting he talks about how going quickly moves you forward in time and how going back in time is actually impossible because of the grandfather paradox you ever heard of that i'm sure you have you just i've heard of it but i don't know what it is uh, you would as soon as i tell you it's the like if you go back in time and kill your grandfather then how did you kill your grandfather because if you killed your grandfather you your father was never born and then you were never born so you could never go back in time to kill said grandfather it's a it's a paradox okay so apparently according to stephen hawking those that paradox in itself means that it's impossible but i mean well i i remember i took a class in college that was about the universe and we learned about light and gravity the more Mm -hmm. that i like hear about time the more that it, I see it tie into light because, like, the speed of light, and you have to go faster than the speed of light, apparently, to travel through time and all these things. And, kind of, um, but yes. But related in, in some form, you know. Right. Um, and the way that light interacts is directly related to gravity. So I remember learning about how light will bend around objects that have a greater gravity. So mm-hmm. you can observe light bending around, things like that. And then I also remember hearing about astronauts that would go into space and they'd be out in orbit with lower gravity and they'd come back and like you always hear that thing of like oh if astronauts were to go up in space for this amount of time they would only age this much and then they'd come back and everybody else would have aged this much like you know that whole right thing so it's it's just so mind-boggling and i wish i could understand it and put together the pieces a little bit better watch that documentary man it'll help i should but Time travel in and of itself is a crazy concept. Like, I still don't know yet whether or not I believe it. Mm-hmm. Here he comes, oh. threw up there. I had a bad hiccup, and then, it, like, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, I still don't know whether or not I believe it, but I would love to believe it and, you know, play that out as a reality. Here's the thing, though, is that if if it were real, I feel like we would know about it for sure because people would have come back to tell us tell us but hey there are tons of people that claim they did so right how do we you know when i was in junior high maybe it was high school i think it was junior high me and my best friend at the time both put reminders in our phones like four years from then or something like that or it's more than that in fact it's probably still in my calendar like as long as you know it stayed with my phone probably didn't but like we set a reminder for 10 years into the future and it was like if like the reminder said if we just like are able to or invent time travel on this day go back to the day that we made it then that reminder and tell our younger selves about it and it hasn't happened yet (laughs) see that's my thing is i feel like i would have met somebody or known something that happened with time travel like why would all these terrible things happen if somebody could have gone back and stopped it maybe not caused a huge paradox you know well maybe someone already did and this is the cause of it 
Potentially. 2020 is a freaking dumpster fire, I know. Or maybe this is the better option than whatever else could happen. I don't know. You never know. Potentially. Um, All I know is that there are some weird things out there. There's a guy named, have you heard of Hakan Nordvist? I I can honestly say I have not heard of that man. So he is from Sweden, and he claims that he time-traveled forward after one day fixing his sink. So he lived, I don't remember exactly what year it was. I'm trying to find um, what year he lived in at the time. Um, So he transported to 2046. I believe it was back in 2006 that this happened. He transported forward to 2046 after falling through a wormhole in his kitchen sink. So he was wow. under the sink fixing some pipes. And then all of a sudden it was in He just realized, like, wow, later. this cabinet under here goes way further back than I thought it did. And so he slowly starts to climb through the cabinet and then comes to the end of the cabinet and there's a door. So he opens the door and he's in 2046. And he has a picture. There is a picture online of him with himself what he claims to be himself in 2046 and it so he's bald in real life and um he takes a picture of this man who looks like like to me he looks really convincing as to what this man would be when he's 70 years old and they have the exact same tattoo in the same place on their arm and so he uses that as his proof to say, hey, I time traveled, and this is the proof right here. Uh, what was his name? Ha- Hakan, H-A-K-A-N. Nordvisk? Nordkvist, yeah. Okay, let me, let me see this. Images. So it's going to be one of the first. Oh, yeah, I see that. Well, I mean, they're both bald. <laughs> Yeah, I wish it showed the tattoo. If you look up Hakan Nordvist tattoo. I, I've got them both up on the same picture. Here. Yeah. The one thing with that to me is that one of those tattoos looks bigger than the other. Yeah. And the, it doesn't look faded at all. Like, you'd think with time. I don't know. Mine looks faded. Does it? I mean, it looks more faded than the other one. But, I mean, the thing is, the guy's pretty much the same height, like, same build. Got similar face and the exact same tattoo. So, who are we to say that didn't happen, you know? But kind of crazy. It is literally the exact same tattoo. Yeah, exactly the same. And it's, like, not something I've ever seen before. It's, like, like yeah, if you got, like, a Nike logo or something tattooed, it's, yeah. like, that's not going to be very hard to find someone else that has that. In the same spot, yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know, maybe that's something in Sweden, but I've never seen that before. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a weird one that has a little bit more clout because there's that photograph, exact same tattoo, similar looking guy. Um, there's another one. I think you have a little bit more information on this guy, but this one to me is the craziest. Mr. Fence. Mr. Fence. All right. You're you ready for the, the story of Mr. Fence? I am. This one is bonkers. Let me pull up my notes. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I had the dates right. So in 1950, in uh, New York Times Square, some people 
basically said that this man basically appeared out of thin air um, in the middle of Times Square in New York City. And he looked completely out of place, like he was like he was wearing old clothes and whatever and he apparently was super panicking uh they said uh witnesses said they quote saw him gawking and looking around at the cars and up at the signs like he'd never seen them before um but before anyone could ask him what was going on he basically took off in a dead sprint and got hit by a cap and died right then in there it's rough it's a very short story if you're like okay what the heck's going on there well when they uh took a look at his body all of his clothes were very old and on them they found a like a copper piece that was it was like a token for a beverage and it was apparently worth five cents it was like for a a beer at like a saloon or something Mm -hmm. uh well, they didn't find the saloon either, right? Like right, they, and the saloon, like the name on of it, like no one had ever even heard of that, even like older people in the area. Um, there was a business card on him that said Rudolph Fence, which is what they assume his name is. Um, uh, he also had $70 worth of old currency. And that was pretty much it. Well, I also heard that he had a letter that was dated in oh, like right. 1876, and then he had, this one's kind of funny, he had a, a medal that he won in a three-legged race, and then... I did not know that. He had a, um, a receipt, like a ticket for a carriage wash and oh, a horseshoe right. or something. It was like a horse and carriage washing, like horse groom and horse livery is what they called it yeah. or something yeah it was like a, a receipt of payment kind of thing but they couldn't find it had an address on there like lexington avenue and they couldn't find that address anywhere and there was no such business anywhere around or something like yeah. that and yeah there was a letter that was dated nine or 1896 um and they hadn't had an address on it the letter that was dated to him, they went to the address and there was just like a commercial business who said they'd never heard the name before in their life. Um, and so they went and checked like registry, like phone books and, you know, like missing person reports right, and, and stuff like that. And no name of Rudolph Fence was ever found. And, um, like there were no fingerprints that matched his or anything like that. Uh, they said he was in his. They looked like he was in his late twenties, and eventually they actually ended up finding a name in a nineteen thirties phone book. So this was twenty years prior because this took place in nineteen fifty. Um, that was Rudolph Fence Jr. So they went to that address, but it was just some some couple that was not Rudolph Fence, so they asked them if they knew who the old owner was, and they said, oh, yeah, he works around here somewhere, and they actually ended up finding the Fence home, but he had died five years previously, Rudolph Fence Jr., but Rudolph Fence Jr.'s wife was still alive and said that Rudolph Fence's father, Rudolph Fence, the regular Rudolph Fence Sr., I guess, Mm-hmm. 
Jeez, air pressure. Hmm. Um, Rudolph Fence Sr. The guy that died by the car. Supposedly. Yeah. Had gone missing when he was 29 years old. Didn't he just go out on a walk one he day? He went out on an evening walk and no one ever saw him ever again when he was 29 years old. Yeah. And so people say that he basically slipped through time somehow and ended up in 1950, like 75 years later. Right. At the same age. where, And that's basically all they could... That's it, because, like, no one came forward with a missing persons case or anything like that. So... They just kind of, they didn't actually say that was the end of the case, but they just, they just closed it and said that it was unsolved. But as time went on, they actually thought that like they never could find any source material because I think they went back and tried to solve it or something. Mm -hmm. So they could never find like, the newspaper that said that this event happened in 1950 or they never found any police reports or anything like that. And then someone said, oh, yeah, that's just like the story by Jack Finney. Jack Finney. Thank you. And so that they apparently found a piece of fiction by Jack Finney that looked that was basically the same story that I just told you about a time traveling man. And that basically solidified the fact that everyone was just like, Oh, this is just a piece of fiction that kind of got blown out of proportion and everyone thought was real. And so it was just kind of thrown aside as fiction again, even later though, they actually supposedly did find the original newspaper paper clipping of that event happening that was dated five months before Jack Fenny published that story. Right. I remember reading that and kind of along the lines of like, why would he take this random true story and try and play it off as like a fictional thing? And kind of maybe at the time, if, if Jack Finney knew something about time travel or he was told something of like, hey, we can't let the people think that this actually happened. Like, mm. we have to cover it up, and we have to make it seem like it's a fictional thing, so that people don't know about. Isn't Jack Finney like a professor or something? Yeah, I think he was a writer or professor. I don't remember exactly. Like people, like I, it sounded weird to me that he would write short stories. Right. Like and I'm like that doesn't sound like your wheelhouse. Yeah, it was it was just that one short story, and it was called "I'm Scared." Yeah. Um. But then somebody else in the 50s tried to copy that story. His name was Ralph Holland. He um, put it in a science fiction book, and then it was traced back to Jack Finney. But Jack Finney was the one who originally wrote it. And people will say that, yeah, it's fiction. But after finding that newspaper clipping, like you said, you know, it's something of, oh, now he's covering up this real time travel that happened. Right. So, yeah. Basically, everyone. Well, there's two sides of it. Saying as we can't find any source material, so it obviously didn't happen in real life. Or there's there's no source material because the government's hiding the fact that this actually happened, or something like that. Right. 
Well, that that would bring us to a more of a modern day case too of um, a man who is named Alexander Smith. That's and, a very basic name. Yeah. So he claims that he was hired by the CIA to do time travel. And he did an interview, a videoed interview. He chose to remain not anonymous. He just put his name out there and he's in the interview. He's not. Well, who did you do the interview with? Like uh, some a major... company called Paranormal Elite, I think, is Ooh. what they're called. Elite. Um, is that what their name is? Let's see. Um got to find the name of this company paranormal elite yep they're just a group that has tried to find the origins of paranormal encounters and experiences uh-huh. and things like that um so he claims that he's 50 years old but that he took age reversing drugs to make himself look 25 again to i guess the effects of time travel were kind of hard on his body but um <clears throat> he did this interview with paranormal Del- Paranormally, he's passed a lie detector test after doing this interview. But basically, he said um, he went into the future to the year 2118, so about 100 years into the future. And he never explained quite how he time-traveled. I don't know if he refused to explain that or he just couldn't explain it, come up with a good explanation. Um, But he has this blurry photo of what he claims is proof. And looking at the photo... It has some tall buildings in it that look interesting. Yeah, they look futuristic in their design. Like, it's a very blurry photo, to tell the least. But uh, it looks like a futuristic city. There are some objects that look like potentially flying cars in the background. I can see three or four of them. And just some weird-looking buildings. Um, So, Smith... It kind of looks like out of a video game, kind of those kind of... um, buildings right that's so blurry though right you can see those little shapes in the sky potentially flying cars right um definitely looks like nothing we have today you know building wise right um i don't know what the purpose would be for designing a building like that but who knows um so looks cool he yeah so he is american or he claims to be american he has an american accent but he claims that the cia sent him forward to find out basically how to save the human race and what our biggest threats are um and he claims that global warming is the number one threat to humanity and he says that we need to do everything we can to combat that before we get destroyed and then also um he said that aliens came to the earth in the middle of the 21st century so that's soon in the next 30 years 40 years um creepy if i saw a ufo they've been here earlier which i did see a ufo i don't know if it was aliens but i saw something <laughs> it's true dude i was so freaked out that night legitimately i was so scared um he claims aliens came and then he also claims the ai is a huge threat that ai will become 100 percent correct at guessing things and basically just become completely what's the word i'm looking for like perfect in how they function and how they think they'll be 100 percent perfect like full irobot yeah like it will be flawless pretty much ai will be completely flawless um 
And so he claims that they'll rise up to take over and come kill the human race. iRobot. But global warming is the biggest threat. Good to know. So um, he also claims that the CIA told him he couldn't increase his monetary wealth because the interviewers asked him, like, why don't you play the lottery? Why don't you win billions of dollars? And he said that the CIA told him that if he did that, it would cause a paradox and potentially end the human race. And so he said that the CIA paid him handsomely was the word he used. Mm. Uh, and they just forbade him from doing that. And that's, that's Alexander Smith. He did that interview. You can go look it up. You can look up the photo. We'll, post that in the notes as well, we'll have a lot of but to very fun. very photos to first yeah i said photos to first photos to first um my problem with that story is the cia would never let him just go and openly talk about that would they see i don't know that just doesn't sound like a cia thing to do it sounds like a top secret mission Right. Well, I mean, maybe they're just like, uh, you know, tell whoever you want. No one's going to believe you. Doesn't matter kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I could never find when he time traveled from to the future. So like, say he's. Oh, uh, so it could have been like past, 20 years ago and he's or, retired now. Yeah, or say he traveled to the future in the year 2022. So it hasn't technically happened yet. Gross. And so the CIA currently doesn't know about it. You know, like. So he comes back to before he did it to warn us or something, and I don't know. That would be my thoughts, but at the same time, like you would imagine that in the future, if he were time-traveling, they'd have some way to keep tabs on him on where he is. Like, hey, he went back to 2020. we got to go get him. Like, we gotta, we got to warn the CIA. You know, hmm. I, like, I, don't, I don't know. But it is, it is fishy that his photo is that blurry, which he claims, and there's another time-traveler that claims the same thing. He claims that the time travel process, like the way that time travel works, is that the molecules and atoms in the objects or people time traveling have to be in a more liquid state or more fluid state, I guess, to be able to move through time effectively, mm-hmm. which in the case of the photo causes it to get blurry. To me, kind of a total cop out. Cop out. <laughs> Yeah, for a badly photoshopped picture or something. I don't know. But the the video itself is also very pixelated. So it would be interesting to see that photo not like in video, like in person, because the video is pretty pixelated. Um, That's like a. Like in that video, I would not be surprised if he were the alien that said he came to Earth because he kind of looks like an alien. He's very wrinkly. (laughs) Yeah. But there's another guy named Noah who he's come out and apparently apparently said he's fake on youtube i don't know if it's the same guy no it was big i remember a couple years ago i remember that like seeing that on tv but he had the same picture like almost the same picture i'm trying to find it out i'm trying to find it because he claimed the same thing that he traveled to the year 6000 and that he saw a, a cityscape and he took a picture of it i'm trying to find the photo that he shows because it's almost the exact same as the photo that Alexander Smith shows. Let's see. Um, I don't, I don't see it. 
Time traveler photo. Oh, I can't find it now. I gotta find Is it. This it. one? Similar to I don't think I don't think it's that one. It's a let's see. It's this one right here. What do I need to Google to find it? So uh, I just went to a website, but it's this photo right here in another very blurry video. But I'm going to pull it up real quick. Oh, crap. The video's loading. I wanted to get it in full screen. Um, okay. Here is the photo. I mean, the buildings are slightly different, but... Pretty much the same kind of cityscape picture, same color scheme of picture. Yeah, that's that's incredibly similar. Yeah, it's incredibly similar. And that one's Noah. That one's Noah. So, and um, he came out and said that he well, he came out and said that he fooled the internet into thinking he was a time traveler. But right. I mean, there's really no way to verify that was him because he was anonymous the whole time. Right. Yeah, they have his face covered in all the interviews, but. Um, he took a lie detector test and it came back true. Right. Yeah. He but did. I mean, yeah. but I mean, if he was believing his own lie as a lie, That's, you know, you then, can't. Yeah, they're not permissible in court. You know, whatever. Right. But so that seems to be the theme is that anyone that takes a photo in the future and brings it back, it's not good proof because it's all blurry or whatever. I say, why not bring back a piece of technology or right. bring back something that can legitimately prove. You know, there was, I read some lady that said she went to the future to the year 6,000 again, and then in the year, like, 4,200, we resurrect dinosaurs and bring them back to the planet for fun, like at zoos and stuff, and that they just ended up killing all the humans and animals in the areas where they lived. I could tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, but um, there's, a, there's a lot of weird cases out there of people going and coming back and different giving different warnings and things like that. There's yeah. also... You know, things like the Mayans predicting 2012 and all of that kind of stuff. And how did they know if 2012 was going to be the end of the world or whatever. Right. Um, and a lot of things with like ancient Egypt and that picture we were looking at at an ancient cathedral in Spain today that depict things that seem to be like modern astronauts or aliens. Oh, right. And, you know, potentially people that went back in time and how did they know what they looked like people time traveling back there and showing themselves to them so a lot of weird things globally that would would hint to it it's not just one or two things you know right like, it's a lot of things it's crazy to think about yeah i just i still don't know how it would even be possible well it's not for us to understand yeah there's there's one more story i wanted to go over um and i've been talking a lot if you have something you want to I mean, say i have another one but i mean well, you go first okay um so this is a story from the 30s about a man named victor goddard and he was a very distinguished uh flight marshal is what they called them so <coughs> i inhaled my red bull an, an air marshal you what i inhaled red bull that's not good for you yeah no <coughs> Okay, there's okay. Vince Goddard, G G Gerhardt, Victor Goddard. <laughs> Same thing. 
So he was a very distinguished air marshal in okay. the Royal Air Force. The Royal Air Force. Royal Air Force. Wow. Yes. So as far as I know at this time, that included Scotland and Wales because it was the United Kingdom. Or I think it was Great Britain, not the United Kingdom. Okay. I finally learned the difference the other day. Apparently Great Britain is the... So there's Scotland, Wales, and England on the same island. Mm -hmm. That's Great Britain. But the United Kingdom includes Ireland. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. So Great Britain is in the United Kingdom. Yes. Weird. What's up with those Brits? I don't know. I don't know. But, so Victor Goddard, uh, he was a very high up in the Royal Air Force. Okay. And he... This is in 1935. He was flying from Edinburgh, Scotland to Andover, England. And it was just a routine flight. I think he was doing, like, surveying some land or something. So just a very routine flight. And as he was flying, he passed over this airfield that was, like, old and abandoned, really overgrown, like, Uh obviously not in use. And um, so... There were like a bunch of cattle living there and things like that. So he said as he flew over, um, he just didn't think anything of it. He just thought it was interesting. There was an old airfield there and somebody had made a farm there. So um, he continued and got to Edinburgh. And then a couple days later, he had to go back to Andover. So he took the same route and it took him over the airfield, which is in Drem. So the city is Drem, Scotland. Drem. Drem, at least I think that's how it's pronounced. D-R-E-M. But... While he's on his way to Edinburgh, before he gets to Drem, he runs into this really strange storm. And it was like really high winds, torrential rains, but the storm clouds were like a bright yellow color. Ooh. So he said that was the weirdest thing about it. Um, and he kind of lost control of his plane. He got really disoriented and in the storm just started to go down. So he tried to regain control by climbing above the clouds, but the higher he got, like he realized the clouds just weren't ending. So he keeps going up and up and up and the clouds are kind of never ending. He gets so high up that his plane begins to just fall back down and not function anymore. And so he's just falling down and all of a sudden out of nowhere, um, the clouds broke and he could see the ground again. Storm was completely gone. No trace of rain, no trace of anything, no clouds around him anywhere, just 100% gone. So he's like, oh, wow, what a fortunate break. You know, that's weird, but I'm alive and I have control of my plane again. So he, as the clouds break, he gains control again and he looks into the distance and sees the airfield and Drem again. But he notices that everything at the airfield is no longer abandoned. So it's all in use and it looks really good, really well kept. Hmm. Um, so he's flying over and he's pretty low cause he fell out of the storm. So he, he is fairly low and he looks down, he sees four planes that were painted yellow and he sees uh, a bunch of mechanics like out on the runways working on the planes. And one of the planes was a model he'd never seen before. So at this time, uh, they had mostly biplanes and mm-hmm. this was a monoplane. And so he said it was nothing like the Royal air force had ever used. And he was very high up. So he knew like he everything knew about all planes, the, you know? Right. So it was nothing like he'd ever seen at the time. And then he also said that the mechanics were 
wearing blue overalls, which at the time, um, the blue overalls, along with the yellow planes, were weird because the Royal Air Force mechanics had brown uniforms and they didn't have any yellow planes as far as he'd ever seen. So he was kind of weirded out by this, <clears throat> but he didn't pay it too much mind. He just kept flying, got his destination, and he passed over the airfield. And then as soon as he passed over it, the storm, like, suddenly came back. Like, he was just, boom, right into the storm again. And the strange yellow clouds were there, everything. And so, again, he was fighting for control of his plane. And he was able to get control. And he landed safely at his home base, luckily. But it was just weird that this storm popped out of nowhere right. again. Um, and so, he told everyone that he found at his base like hey this happened and everyone was was pretty skeptical of it um so then after that after that day he kind of kept the story to himself because no one accepted it as right fact so he didn't want to as being a high-ranking military member i'm sure he wanted to preserve his his reputation yeah and his status and things like that so uh he told a few friends of the base everyone he met with that day but um then he just kept it inside and kept it to himself um, he ended up writing it in his book. He wrote a book in 1975 called flight towards the reality. So he recounted it then. And that was the, basically the second time he ever told it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, this was in 1935. The weirdest thing is that in 1939, um, what he saw at Drem actually happened. So the Royal Air Force began to paint their training planes yellow. And they had this same model of monoplane that came out that year as well that he saw at the airfield and then they all switched um the mechanics uniforms to blue from brown and then in that same year as well that was when the airport at drem was starting to be reused again so wow super weird everything that he saw happened um and so people think that this storm that he went through was like a wormhole or a time slip that he encountered and went four years into the future which to me like that's pretty first of all a pretty credible source like right. a high-ranking military member who and has no, intimate knowledge of planes and this airfield and things like that and had no reason to make anything like that up exactly well first of all he didn't profit off of it at all except until 1975 i guess when he wrote this book but who knows if he profited off of that yeah. so first of all he kept it inside for like 50 years and then didn't really tell anybody about it which if you're trying to get rich or profit or get the attention you're gonna tell everyone you know yeah so that's it's a either a very incredible coincidence or this guy traveled through time <laughs> it's interesting so very interesting i never heard of that one if you're flying and you see yellow clouds just uh don't do it or do it <laughs> i guess yeah Hmm. That's weird. That's very strange. I did hear a theory with that. You know the German Deglocke is what they call it? The German bell. So nope. there was uh, rumors that back in the day, the Germans and Hitler were developing time travel technology, and they had this device called Deglocke or the bell. You can look it up. There's pictures and renderings of what it might look like. And that they were using this teleportation slash time control slash or time travel slash anti-gravity technology. And it kind of ties into um, 
the Nazi zombie story in Call of Duty. But Deglocka, there's all these like renderings of it and stuff that you can go see. But people claim that that's what caused him to time travel because he was near the Deglocka. It was right before World War II. And so the Germans could have been testing things in that area at the time and that he got caught up in that and interesting traveled through time. So that is the story of Victor Goddard. I got one more for us. Okay. To close us out. We're at 55 minutes. Um, on the topic of planes, I'm, I'm going to try to like nutshell this pretty quickly, <laughs> but nutshell. Um, oh, let me find out the year before I start. Okay, so in 1955 is when this one happened. It's weird that most of our stories are from like the mid 1900s, right? Well, then the Philadelphia experiment around the same time period uh, too. So, anyway, um, this story is about uh, Pan America Flight 914. And it was, supposedly, it uh, took off in New York and was supposed to land in Florida. And it's supposed to be like a, I don't know, hour or two flight. But when it was supposed to land, they contacted the Florida airspace people and they said that it just straight up disappeared off of the radar. Hmm. And there was no communication or anything. So it was about the time it would have been traveling, you know, from about like North Carolina area to Florida. If you take draw a straight line between them, it goes over the ocean just barely. Um, so they figured it was about they were over there and that it must have gone down in that whatever. And so they went and sent search parties and airplanes and all sorts of stuff, but they never even found a trace of it. No pieces, no, nothing. And after so long, they just basically came out and said it must have drowned or sunk and everybody on board drowned. Like that's the best we got because it never ended up showing. It just disappeared. Mm. Uh, so nothing too crazy there. Very sad, but nothing too crazy. But 37 years later, gotta find out which. Man, I'm really struggling to find this. Caracas. Venezuela? Yeah. So, 37 years later, uh, in 1985? I don't remember what year. But, you know, add 37 years to 1955. And. In Caracas, it apparently just all of a sudden showed up on, like, a radar. Like, it didn't come into the radar. Something just came up on the radar, and the guy, it gave his name, but I don't remember it, started, like, freaking out and started talking to the plane, and they actually answered back and said, hey, this is Pan American Flight 914. Uh, We're supposed to be landing in Florida, but this doesn't look like Florida. Where are we? And he's like, this is Caracas, Venezuela. And they're like, oh, wow, what the heck happened kind of thing. And they're like, okay, well, let's get you landed and we'll figure out what's going on. 
and they noticed like when they started seeing the plane it was like had propellers on it which at this point they didn't use propeller planes anymore right and they're like what the heck's this thing about so they're like well we'll just get him off the plane then we'll figure it out so they landed and he was still talking to him over the radio and they're like yeah we're we were scheduled to land and he said the time and date and he said 19 uh 55 and the guy was like you realize it's 1992 or whatever it was at the time i can't remember i think it was 92 and they were like what and they're like yeah it is and they like start freaking out like like panicking like and getting angry and stuff so they're like okay we need to get these people off the plane now because there were passengers too it was a passenger plane so they went out tried to get them but as soon as they got out there like they shut the door started up the engines and took off and then, as it was flying away, it disappeared from the radar. Weird. Yeah. Did they? Did it ever land anywhere else, or did they just... Nope. That was the last it was ever seen or heard really? of again. Um, apparently, while it landed, or once they opened the door, they apparently dropped a small calendar, like a pocket calendar thing, and it was the year 1955 on it. Like, on the runway, they found it. Dude, that's insane. Um, do they have any records of the of the communication between? Probably not. I mean, you know, they never do with these kinds of things. Let's see. Yeah, dude, that's insane. Like, first of all, how do you just not realize that you're traveling through time? I would imagine there's got to be some kind of something that would happen where you're like, uh-huh. something's going on here. Something's not right while you're in the air. But who knows? Maybe it's a seamless transition to 37 years later. Maybe. I don't know. But then again, how weird, like, I think like, oh, these guys were panicked. But to think about me in that situation, if I landed right now and they're like, yeah, it's the year 2057. And I just just took a two hour flight to Denver or something like right. I'd, I'd start f- like really freaking out like I'd that'd be so freaky you know yeah well I mean they freaked out too to the point where they thought taking off again was a good idea maybe they're just if like the story's these, true maybe they're like these guys are jokers let's go to the next airport. <laughs> Well, obviously, if they're in Venezuela, too, the pilot's probably like, well, we missed it. Let's go back or something, you know? Maybe. But then it just disappears from radar, too. Right. So at that point, is it the plane or is it, like, something in the air? Because they – does it say where in the path they got lost from New York to Florida? Like, Yeah, they said over the ocean. Over the ocean. Right before – so – so would that be the Bermuda Triangle? No, I don't think it quite reaches up that far. Um, so they were coming New York to Florida, correct? Yeah. Okay, so the Bermuda Triangle doesn't quite reach that far, but it does reach over the path you would take to go to Venezuela, it looks like. Right there. So right there is where they did. Okay, so... so- from there. Directly east of like the panhandle of Florida, not the panhandle, but the 
Is that the panhandle? I don't know. Not the peninsula. The horizontal but the, part. Yes. It's Not, like the Georgia, Florida line. Line. Just a little bit to the right of that was where the ocean starts. That's where they yeah. think it went down. I mean, if you do look at the map, though, the Bermuda Triangle is right where they would have to fly through to get to Venezuela. Mm. Potentially something with that. I don't know. Maybe. That's weird, though, because they, they got off course right there, but then they also got off course again, leaving the airport in Venezuela. So there were two separate locations where they disappeared. It wasn't just one spot, you know, where right. they went in and came back out or whatever. Right. It's two separate spots. That's interesting. And it's documented. Like, that's crazy. It would be interesting to talk to the the people that were in air traffic control and see like what which, it was like for them too. Like I'm sure they were the, freaking out the Florida one or the, the, the people on the ground in Venezuela, Venezuela that yeah. like communicated with the plane, like how, how their reaction was to it. And like, that would be weird too. Yeah, speaking of these flights, we need to talk about flight nine or what is it? One, one seven. Is it a, I know what you're talking about. One that just disappeared. Yeah, just yeah. Without a trace. We need to do a whole episode of Malaysian Airlines. Yeah, flight one thirty seven or something. One thirty seven. Yeah, yeah. We should do a full episode on that one. <clears throat> His name was Juan de la Corte. Oh, is that the? It's air the air traffic guy? controller. Hmm. Who apparently was talking with him the whole time. Well, he had to have been talking to them for a good amount of time because when you land a plane and taxi it in, that takes like a good amount of time, you know? I don't think it ever got taxied in, though. They just landed to them. They landed, and as soon as they landed, they started talking again, and that's when they're like, screw this, and took off. We're out. God, that's weird. A lot of weird plane stories to go over. And all, it's all these, like, the mid-1900s, too. I yeah. think that's interesting. I don't know why, but... Yeah. You don't hear time travel stories these days besides people saying, look at this picture. Do you remember that other story we covered about all of the, I think this was the Bermuda Triangle episode, of all those, like, the five military planes that disappeared when they were trying to fly to the Florida yeah, that Keys? Was, that was Bermuda Triangle. Like, same area? Yeah. Because they were going east, I want to say. Or yeah, they, they were going, going east from Florida. Yeah, so it would have been the same general area. To like, Coconut Island or something ridiculous. Yeah. I can't remember Chicken. 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 Chicken something. Chicken shoals. It was like yeah. chicken shoals or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> time travel's weird, man. It boggles my mind. If there are any time travelers out there... Come be a guest. Come and visit us. Tell us if it gets better. <laughs> yeah, for real. Right but now, no, for real, all of you need to watch um, Into the Universe, Stephen Hawking. Pretty sure it's on YouTube for free. Okay. Um you and all the listeners if that time travel is kind of something interesting i think he talks about some other stuff too like other space stuff but like the time travel bit is what stuck with me the most i haven't seen it in like 15 years yeah but i remember watching it on tv on the discovery channel when i was like a teenager and thinking this was the coolest crap in the world it might not be very cool anymore but it was a great documentary i think it, it helped me understand a lot about the theoretics of time travel what is, it's for me learning about outer space and 
time travel i guess more learning about like how the universe works and these natural i feel like if we can time travel that's manipulation of some law like of the universe you know that we can figure that out and control that like that's so cool that we can if we can learn that kind of stuff the more that we learn about the universe the more we gain a knowledge of the laws and how to manipulate those to do whatever we want you know right maybe someday I mean, I'm pretty sure some, like, astrophysicists have come out and saying that wormholes are a legit, like, thing. I wouldn't doubt it. Dude, the universe is so crazy. Yeah. I Like, I, who's to say that all this crazy stuff we talk about doesn't exist? Who's to say? Yeah. Me. I'm to say. Yeah. And all it takes is that one thing to be true, and that opens up the door for everything right. to be true, you know? I mean, we just, like, naturally as human beings, I think it's interesting. As human beings, we want to believe, but our mind won't let us. So you, th- you hear, like, a time travel story like that, and, I, I, and me personally go, wow, that's freaking awesome. Like, if that was true, that would be so cool. But then my mind goes, but it's not. Right. I think that... But that, I mean, who am I to say it's not, like you said earlier? Right. Like, I just think that humans, we tend to stick with what we know. And if it's anything... What we understand. Right. Exactly. If it's anything out of that, like, it's kind of freaky. You know, it's kind of scary. Like, that thought that we could time travel. Yeah. And so I think that as humans, our natural reaction is just to... No, that's not real because I've never seen it. Or that's not real because no one else has proved it, you know? Right. But there's new scientific discoveries every day. So like, I mean, the, the Pentagon came out and said, yeah, these UFO videos are real. Right. They didn't say they were aliens, but they are unidentified objects that were flying in the air. So they are UFOs. Right. So who knows what they'll say next. But yeah, that's that's time travel for you. I mean, there's a lot more stories out there. Those are just a few that we picked and cho- picked and choosed chosen that we that we choose that we picked cho- and choosed we decided upon to maybe you should time travel back to a uh, third grade <laughs> learn some grammar i'm the best <laughs> um but yeah thank thank you for listening uh we hope you enjoyed this this episode it's a little bit different than normal Usually we have like one or two specific incidents that we just talk about the whole time, but this was as a as a topic. I, I, I like talking just about a topic the whole time. It was a good. Yeah. Let us know if you liked it or if you hated it. <laughs> Give us a five star review wherever you listen. That helps us out. Again, I'm pretty sure you can only do that on Apple. No one else does ratings yeah, for podcasts. Still helps. Which is us weird. Out. Which I find weird. I can go rate Flappy Bird, but I can't rate something I listen to on a daily. <laughs> Yeah. Well, send us uh, some messages on the social media. Yeah. For in the show notes, I'm changing it. I'm not going to put each individual one. I'm going to put our website, and you can click on our website link, and that has you can click on the little Facebook button to go to Facebook. There's an Instagram one, and there's a Twitter one. Yep. Um, If you want any more, I don't really know what other options there are. Let us know also if you're interested in merch because we could maybe get that going if people are interested. Oh, yeah, well, I have had people. I do have a tangent shirt. Don't you have a tangent shirt? I have shirt a tangent too? shirt. I almost wore it today. 
I almost broke it out. Those are nice shirts too. Like I like the look of them. Yeah, They're we had a slick. we had a friend make that those for us, a, a fan. So yeah, we could we could look into that. I didn't think about that. <clears throat> if you want merch, send us your designs for what you think Ooh. our merch should look like. Like a cool logo. And if it's or, cool enough, we'll give it to you for free or something. Oh. Yeah, we'll we'll include it on the shirts and we'll give you a free shirt. Share with your friends. Um, we're at that point in an early podcast life that it. A really an extra oomph could really really help. So anything you got, share with your friends. Word of mouth is the best best thing for us. Right. So you'd I, you'd be surprised how many people are actually interested in this kind of stuff. Right. Like I like I remember talking to someone that I I was just like yeah they're like a totally down to earth person that like cares about nothing but the facts. They probably listen to like math podcasts. <laughs> and then I told them like oh yeah I do a podcast like oh yeah what about and like this I'm like I'm like oh that's so cool like. And they like said, "Have you heard of this story?" And I was like, "No." And they like told me a little bit about it, and it was a crazy story. I'm like, "Wow, yeah, you probably like our podcast then, maybe." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you'd be surprised. Share everything, or face the wrath of something we've talked about in this podcast. The Kushtakas of Alaska. I forgot about that. Was that our first episode? That was our second episode. Second episode. I've been going back and listening to all of the episodes. I should do that. We have not improved. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. We have not. <laughs> no, we have. But, I mean, it's fun. Like, I like that it's unscripted and things like that. But we're pretty much the same, which That's, I guess is I'm good. Okay with we that. keep our We keep our styling and... It's still fun. But yeah, it's been fun to go back and listen. And to me, we're really funny. So whenever I listen to them, I laugh at us. Yeah. I'm not sure how funny other people think we are. I get texts every once in a while from friends that are just like, dude, when you, like, I got a text the other day that said, uh, when Austin showed you the picture of what the witch elm girl would have looked like. And you just screamed. He's like, I was dying. Oh. It's like, oh, what the heck is that thing? I we made some comments about that in the in the podcast. I don't remember, but we referred to it later of something, and it was like I was laughing really hard at work, and everyone was asking, like, why are you laughing? Because I'm funny. <laughs> Jack and I are funny. The problem is I edit these, so I listen to them like. So I hear us talking about it, and then I go yeah. and edit it. So I listen to it again, and by the time it comes out, I'm like, I don't want to listen to myself ever again, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so, but maybe I could go back to the old ones because I can't really remember some of those. The old ones are good. We have some like some cool things that I kind of want to revisit too, like some other um, topics where we were like, we should do a full episode on this. So oh yeah, go back and maybe we should. I'll go back and listen, and we'll make a list of them. Yeah. Um, as for states, what did we do last? We did Florida. Florida we still last, need to get so. Florida out. Well, by the time you listen to this, Florida should be out. Right. Um, that means Georgia. What's after Georgia? Hawaii. Hawaii. And what would be after that? Idaho. Wow, you were really fast at I that. I remember the Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, and Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, and Idaho. That's a song? Illinois, Indiana, Arkansas, oh and Kansas. No, anyway. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Kansas. Learned that in like fifth grade. I did not. 
Uh, if you are from, I don't know about Georgia, by the time this comes out, we might have already recorded Georgia. But if you're from Hawaii or Idaho and you have some ideas, shoot us to them before we record it. So we can talk about them if you want us to. Yes. Sorry, Georgia. We'll probably, I mean, you can still send them to us and we can get to them later. But yeah, we can always double back. That's. It's not like we're super like on script with everything. Like, no, we can't go back. Like we're pretty uh pretty lenient on pretty, a few few of the rules. Pretty flexible. Yeah. So let us know. Um, donate to the Do Fund. Yeah. Donate to the Do Fund. Jack and I uh, need ideas for drinks to try too because we're running out. We have like cleaned like, out our local. You know, what I was thinking we should do is we should. Uh, like, just start making our own drinks. Like, oh, this is a third Mountain Dew with uh, half a cup of fruit punch and a, a splish of... Uh, Whipping cream. Maybe. And they'll probably all be awful, but it would... Still- that actually sounds freaking delicious. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, actually. Uh but- yeah, send us, if you want to send us drinks, too, let us... Uh, send us drinks, send us stories, share with your friends. Um, send merch designs. Merch designs. And I was thinking we could, we need to do, like, an extras where we have other things we could do, like, a Patreon for. Yeah. Like, I don't know, videos. Like, bonus content. Yeah, I don't know, we'll figure that out. Let us know what you'd like to see, if that's something. But... It's been a pleasure. It has. Sorry for the super long outro. I just we needed to get some of that out. Yeah. Anything just else you got to say? No. I just thanks for the support. Again, it goes a long way for uh, just telling us to your friends and getting our name out there. So yeah, we really love doing this. It's a lot of fun. It is I, fun. We don't have a ton of listeners, but I still enjoy just you know sitting down and having a chat with my buddy here, Shoot, shooting the breeze, shooting the breeze yeah. with. Uh, with, with with Austin here. Well, I realized the other day, Delaware, the last episode we posted, so the most recent one that's out right now as we're recording. Oh, yeah, that one wasn't good. It, you didn't like it? I, I, I was, I I think I was, my mind was in another dimension. Like, I, I could not focus on that one. Anyway. <laughs> that was our 20th episode. Oh, is it really? Yeah, and I realized we have been on the air for... A year and four months. Really? So we've eclipsed a year. That's more than an episode a month. Yeah. That's better than I thought. We're doing all right. I yeah. thought we were doing about an episode a month, but... Yeah, we're doing all right. We're, it's about like 1.6 episodes a month, roughly. An episode every three weeks. Yeah. Every three and a half weeks. We went through like a big hiatus there. There for a little was, bit, yeah. And we want to be either weekly or... Bi-weekly. bi-weekly at least bi-weekly at but least. it's kind of hard now that i have a little bit more time in my life it will be easier for me but i don't know about you <laughs> i have no life i will be taking 18 credits next semester oh though. my goodness but i mean it's all online so yeah i can always just clear out one night right which we should do well i think i think that we should shoot for Doing more episodes because this is fun, and oh, I yeah. want to grow it even more. So I would love that, but yeah, we need to get out some advertising or something. Yeah, if you have like businesses you want us to mention on the podcast too, we'd oh. happily advertise for you. We can discuss some uh, 
some some very reasonable uh, advertisement rates. Yep. But we'd be happy to help you out there. So, oh, but especially if like you're like an energy drink company. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. You know what we need to do, dude? I looked up the other day all the flavors of Zions. They still sell it online. It's still a thing. And I want to buy them and have them shipped here because we need to try the rest. The two flavors we mm-hmm. had were so good. They were so Those good. are still my favorite to date. The Zions. That apple one, man. The Fuji apple. Yeah. I am still in awe of how delicious that was. The other one was really good, too. The Frostberry. Frostberry blue. Yeah. I think they have like nine or ten flavors. So um, last year in October, I drove to Washington with my wife for a vacation. And we stopped at a gas station in the middle of Montana, like in the middle of nowhere. And they had all of the Zions flavors there. Like tons of them. Jeez. And I'm going again next month. So... If I stop at that same gas station, I'm going to buy all of the science and bring it back. You can get a 16-pack for $60. 60 bucks? Yeah. That's a freaking ripoff. It really is. that on is. Amazon? Yeah. Dude, what the crap? I'll try and buy them at the gas station and oh my gosh. bring them back. There's an Amazon energy drink. Amazon has their own energy drink. Really? Brand. It's called Sol- Solomo. It's called Silver Energy Drink. No way. We got it. How much is it for a drink? A pack of 24 costs $27. That's actually not bad. Not bad it's at like all. It's like just over a dollar a drink. We should try those ones. Uh, I don't need 24 of them, though. Oh, let's see. They have other flavors. Oh, no. That's just... Wait. Oh, they have one called Red Energy Drink. Hmm. <laughs> They're getting crazy on the names there, aren't they? <laughs> the name. Who are they paying to come up with these names? <laughs> anyway, this has gone on long enough. Yeah. But thank you again, and we love you guys. Yeah, that. Have a good night, everybody. And uh, stay spooky.